Support for this episode comes from Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why Viator has over 300,000 bookable experiences, so there's always something for everyone. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast comes from Smartwater. Want to get a little more from every sip? Smartwater Alkaline doesn't just taste crisp and pure. It's loaded with everything you need to perform at your best, whether you're running marathons or boardroom meetings. Elevate how you hydrate and pick up a Smartwater Alkaline today. To learn more, visit drinksmartwater.com. Media Podcast Network. All right, let us welcome back Jorge Gamebred Mazadal to the channel. Yes, his fighting career may be over, but his promoter hat is back on. It continues to stay on. Gamebred Bare Knuckle coming up Cinco de Mayo, FLA Live Arena. Look at that meal, the home of the Florida Panthers. It's a bare knuckle MMA event. First sanctioned event like this ever in Florida, I believe, and it will feature. The return to combat action of one big country, Roy Nelson, against Dylan Kleckler in the main event. Jorge, how are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing amazing, my brother. Doing so good. Doing what I love to do. Um, I can't fight no more. I'm not competing anymore, but doing what I love to do anyways, promoting fights, being in the combat world, being in the fight world. That bring you just a freaking great, magnificent card from top to bottom. Seasoned veterans against up-and-coming undefeated prospects. Bare knuckle. It's just, you know, as everybody knows, when you take the gloves off, the finish rate goes up the roof. I just, I can't wait, man. We're kind of um, sports enemies right now, Jorge. I hope this doesn't end the interview abruptly. I'm a Boston guy, born and raised, spent nearly four decades in Massachusetts. And I have to say, as we record, I'm really enjoying this Bruins Panthers series. I don't know about you. That was, that was, wow. I was there live at the, the last game on Sunday. Whoa. That was a freaking good game. I mean, we got, we got, you know, beat out pretty good, but, you know, it was a good game. And there was a good, some good bras in it, too. It was like two yeah. team-on-team bras, like four-on-four, five-on-five. It was crazy, man. I thought the whole freaking team was going to get out there at one point. You know, it, it got pretty nuts. I love playoff hockey. Panthers are a good team. They're pushing the bees out there. They're oh, yeah. trying to out-Bruins the Bruins. And uh, Kachuk is a pain in the tuchus, but a uh, very good player. But... We're not here to talk about that. First off, like I said at the top, the grind continues. How uh, how has the first few weeks of fighting retirement been treating you? I know you're promoting and you're very busy, but just having that sort of left behind, what have the last few weeks been like for you? Very like bipolar, upside down, mixed bag of emotions. Because, uh, you know, at, at one hand, I know I'm not, I'm not going to do what I've always wanted to do. As my favorite, like one thing about as my favorite pastime, uh, funnest thing to do. So it's it's different now because I just you know father time. I, I've got an older, but I could still like train and work out every day. So I'm happy about that. You know, so it's like a mixed bag. Uh, it's it's still very recent to wound. You know, I just got separated from MMA on that aspect. So I'm still very like uh, open wound. You know, feeling fragile. So it's good to stay busy though, right? Very good to stay busy and keep all these things going on. Um, I want to talk about the bare knuckle event in a moment, but 
mentioned the promoter hat. You had the Gamebred Boxing 4 event earlier this sure. month as we speak. We saw Anthony Pettis sure. get the win sure. over Roy Jones. And uh, yeah. Jose Aldo, Jeremy Stevens had a hell of a fight and a, and a lot more. I know you couldn't make it because of your fight, but how did you feel everything went for that card in Milwaukee? Were you happy with everything? I love it. I was happy on many aspects. Uh, on, on other things, I just want to tie up and do this a little better and that a little tighter. And, you know, nothing crazy. Um, j- just things that now that, that I've been wearing the promoter hat for a little longer, I see a couple of things that, that we could just probably make better. But as far as, like, the show went and, and, like, the production of it and the fights, I loved it all, you know? Yes, Pearl Gonzalez and Gina Mazzani put on a war. Enjoyed that very much. Is this kind of going to be the standard for the boxing brand moving forward in your eyes? Like, cards like this, these kinds of names, and I'm sure yeah. after the uh, the payouts were released and made public, I assumed your phone has been ringing off the hook. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even even before the the payments went public, the phone was ringing off the hook. Um, we, we have a simple model at our games like boxing. Um, it's put on good fights from top to bottom, good competitive fights, people that we want to see, you know, Javante uh, Davis and Ryan Garcia. Did you see that fight? It was awesome. Good fighter. Uh, well, who was the co-main event? Oh, I forget his name, but he melted a dude. See, there you go. There you go. And I, I should have been watching. And, and no disrespect to those two great fighters, um, who, you know, because they're, they're great fighters, whoever it was that was in the co-main event. But that's something that boxing was like, very accustomed to, where it's like, oh, but who was the co-main event, you know? We at Gamebird Boxing want to put on good competitive cards that from from the time it starts to the finishes, you're you're watching boxing and we're giving you the type of matches that, that'll keep you tuned in there. So we wanna wanna keep stacking it up like that, stacking those cards up. And now it's game bread bare knuckle, historic event for Florida, bare knuckle in May. Roy Nelson is coming back, first fight since August of 2020 against Dylan Kleckler. Right, right now, it's the guy who said he was done competing, and then less than three years later, he is back. So I have to know how did this happen? How did this all come together? Um, one thing led to another. We we were able to talk to his managers and his agents, and uh, I see Mike actually um, brokered the whole deal for those in know. I see Mike, and he was like, "Hey, I, I got Roy. Might be interested. You know, he had a fight that just fell through. Let me talk to him." And we uh, we got crazy lucky that we weren't expecting Big Roy to come on board you know and, and as soon as that happened we jumped all over it finalized this deal then we were looking for another good heavyweight to fight him and we're like well we got this guy 10 and nose an amateur with 10 knockouts 11 and one is a pro with 10 knockouts yeah this is the fight to make you know there's nothing but <laughs> knockout violence gonna happen in this fight i mean both these guys are gonna be gunning for each other's heads so it's it's gonna be a great fight to see you know um Roy Nelson himself has 19 finishes 16 coming by way of KO, so it's pretty impressive for a heavyweight record like that. Um, I'm very excited about this fight. We got Sordi Emiliano as well, PFL light heavyweight champion, fighting the Kung Fu legend, Marcus Perez from American Top Team. Fighting MMA, took it all the freaking way to the UFC, and now he's going to use his Kung Fu style of fighting in MMA bare knuckle, you know, so these chops will probably even be a little bit more effective. So I'm excited to see this young man. There's, there's uh, man, I, I don't want to mess up his name, but Jamal Tatum, undefeated, is fighting Carl Sema, Sema Tafa. I hope I didn't say that wrong, man. Um, This is going to be another heavyweight freaking galore match. These guys are going to be throwing down. Uh, Jamal Tatum has only been to decision once. 
And uh, Carl's a slugger, man. Carl's like, I think uh, I might be one records 12 and three with like 10 finishes or something like that as well. I'm just trying to get guys that have that dog spirit that are going to go out there and finish. Then we're going to take the gloves off of those same guys and, and let them fight and let them rip into each other. See who comes out the winner. I saw names like Anthony and Jokowani, Sean Soriano, Irma yes, Rivera. Sean um, on the card. Did, did I see, I, I was looking at the topology page earlier. Did, did I see that, uh, He's not Crazy Horse anymore, but the fighter formerly known as Crazy Horse Felony is is fighting he on this is. card too. He's fighting Keith Speed, another American top team individual standout fighter. Will be fighting uh, Felony. Is it Charles Bennett Felony? Yeah, he's Felony now. Used yeah. to be. I always know him as Crazy Horse, but he changed yeah, it up. Yeah, that's that's what we all knew him back in the day from. But now he's uh, Felony Bennett Charles. Yeah. Uh, hell of an entertainer, hell of a fighter. Yeah. What's up, buddy? Can, can, I, can I click on them? No, no, click on them. No, right <laughs> You're uh, multitasking, which I could appreciate. Uh, what fight do you think steals the show that that may not get the headlines on Fight Week? Um, the Sean Seriano versus Ago Husick fight is going to be a freaking good fight. That that's going to be a good fight, man. Both these guys' style, the 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 way as I do like them in math in my in my head, and I go, okay, not only do I want two stand-up guys, but I want like, you know, the right type of stand-up versus the right type of stand-up, so we get max exposure out of it, so we get like a good competitive fight. And I think these two are gonna fucking throw down and beat the dog breaks out of each other. So where will this card be shown? Will it be sort of a, will it be a pay-per-view again? Like how? What's the viewing experience gonna gonna be like for this one? We're going to be on a couple platforms. One of them is going to be YouTube, my YouTube page, as well as uh, some some channels on YouTube. And we're going to be dropping those links and where all the platforms that will be streaming from live will be on shortly. Hopefully by today, tomorrow, everybody will know where to catch it at. But definitely you can catch it live on YouTube. Yeah, and uh, Dana White had said he watched the boxing card. He enjoyed it, and he said he was impressed with the the production of the event. He liked how the replays came right out. And for the first one like that, with all those names and being on pay-per-view, hearing the the big boss give you some kudos for the production, that had to make you feel good, right? That's definitely amazing. I mean, you know, um, Dana, I think, is like the best promoter of my generation. You know, I can't think of, of anybody that comes close. Um, and boxing is huge and, and they do it big and all that. But like everything that Dana has done the last like 20 years, man, number one promoter pound for pound. So for him to be saying good things about us, especially very early on in, in the stage, is just fucking amazing. You know? I thank him for that. And of course he's out promoting and announcing a bunch of fights and Turns out the guy you just fought three weeks ago is turning right around. Gilbert Burns is fighting Bilal Muhammad, who kind of putting it all on the line, May 6th at UFC 288, a day after your card. So it's going to be a hell of a weekend for combat sports. How did you react to that, considering that you and Burns just fought and we know what this division sort of looks like right now? What did you think when when Dane announced that Gilbert's turning right around and getting right back after it? I love it. That that That's the competitive spirit. That's the fighter spirit. That That's always what's kept MMA going. And, and other combat sports maybe not, not rising to the top is that our guys are eager to compete and fight against each other. And that's how it should be. Um, 
obviously Gilbert's not waiting for nobody. You know, he just had the biggest point of his life and, and he's getting right back out there to prove and cement that, hey, I should be competing for this title. So I, I love the, the mentality and the spirit behind it, you know? Who do you think wins that fight? Um, <clears throat> I think, you know, the more they grapple, it, it'll lean eventually towards uh, Bilal Muhammad. I think he's more more cardio base, a little bit more gifted in the cardio. I think he has better cardio, especially in the grappling department. But overall, in the striking and the exchanges, I think Gilbert's going to have the power. And he's going to have more more variety with his strikes. Um, I see this being a very good fight because Bilal has, I think, better footwork than, uh, than Gilbert, you know. And um, is he necessarily going to go for takedowns? I don't know because Gilbert's also no slouch off his back. So it's a, it's an interesting fight to see. I just I I uh I can see him going both ways, but I'm leaning towards Gilbert for this one, obviously. You know. Yeah, and Bilal's taking this fight on really short notice too. So yeah, yeah. sure, the dude's always in shape, but it is what it is. But Dane has been steadfast that Colby's going to get the title shot, and then they put this fight together, and it just seems like well, it's kind of a meritocracy no brainer. The winner of this fight should get the title shot. So. Is that how you feel it's going to go, that Colby's still going to get Leon and then the winner gets him? Or do you think the winner of this should just leapfrog Colby altogether? Colby's a bitch. He ain't getting shit, bro. Yeah. The, only, the, only, the only thing he's getting is this ass whooping, bro. That guy ain't getting shit, bro. You know, so... Obviously, you know, you, you just retired, and I know Colby was one you wanted to get back inside the octagon, but is... Is there an opponent you would have liked to have fought in your career that you didn't? Like Leon obviously would have been a one the fans would say because we didn't get real a real payoff there, so to speak. But is there anybody else that stands out to you? Like, damn it, like I wish at some point during my long career I got to scrap it up with this guy. Um I was at 155 pounds for a long time. I came over from strike forces like the number one contender was right after I popped for the title against Gilbert Melendez. And then um, Strike Force came over. <clears throat> and all my counterparts got to fight ranked 55ers. I never did, you know, at uh, 155 pounds. They just for some reason, the UFC would not give me those matches. You know, they happened to fight numerous guys outside of the top 15. They were very dangerous in tough fights. And then um, I started fighting some guys that were in the top 15 later on, but they never let me get like the top five, top 10 guys that they had at the UFC. So I always wanted to fight those guys at lightweight and and, and see how would have truly like stacked up against them. So whoever would have been at the top of at the lightweight when I was there, that's exactly who I would have wanted to fight. Champions, the top five guys, you know, every everybody in there. Few, few last things before you go. Um, I, I thought about you when I when I when I saw some other things because I covered your la the last couple of uh, Icon FC cards in Savannah, Georgia, and you're obviously a, a big star. And people, when they come, they want to talk to you and take pictures with you. And and I've said this many times publicly, you do a very good job with that. Like when the card is over, you stand there and you take photos with everybody. Everybody wants to talk to you. And on Friday, we saw Nate Diaz sort of get into some skirmishes through a water bottle, went out on the street and there's all this stuff going on now from a legal perspective for Nate and Nate's a star too. And wherever that man goes, crowds of people follow him around. They want to take pictures with the man. They want to talk to Nate Diaz, just like they want to talk to you. Sometimes people want to make a name for themselves talking crap to a star fighter. So I don't know if that's ever happened to you, but how do you handle that stuff? And what did you think of that situation? 
uh, for the Nate Diaz situation, it, it, you know, I'm not like, I haven't seen like all the camera angles and this and that, but from what I know and from what I've seen, it looks like that dude attacked Nate and Nate defended himself, you know, and instead of being like punching him in the face and breaking his jaw, he was very cool about it and just like put him to sleep, you know, like, yo, chill out, you know, don't get crazy. So I, I don't know. I saw that he got hit with some charges and stuff. I think that's like bullshit. Um, you can't be running up on nobody. You know, you just can't. You got to respect everybody. And and just like I, I can't just run up on, on people and and pick fights or, or whatever it is. How, how it looks in the video, it's like weird. It looks like they're pushing up on him and he's kind of backing up. And then it happened, you know, so I I don't I don't know what else to say. Then, you know, at least here in Florida, we got this this uh, rule called stand your ground. You can defend yourself if somebody's attacking you. I, I don't know how it works in Louisiana and stuff, but it just looks it looks crazy, man. Because as like a fighter, a lot of people do want to challenge you sometimes and have a couple of drinks and then want to like start mouthing off and you know it goes from like half joking to now they want to like play spar with you and it's like, well, I, I don't play like that at all. You know, if I don't know you and you're like fucking around, it's like we could either go a hundred percent or not go at all. You know, so uh, don't go too far. So I can't, um, I can't side with that, with that, with them hitting with charges and shit for nothing, you know, for defending himself. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I can imagine sometimes it's a little overwhelming for, for you, for you even just being out like, like I said, you're very gracious and you take pictures and, and hang out, but sometimes it's gotta be a little overwhelming, right? When I'm with my kids. Yeah. That's the only time I get overwhelmed, you know. I mean, like my family, we're at a dinner, we're we're like at the movies or something, and you know, it's like one person's been like staring at me the whole time. They finally come and say, like, "Hey, man, I'm so sorry, so sorry," which you're not because you're gonna still ask for it anyways. <laughs> but can I get a picture? And I'm like looking around. All right, I got you. And then I give him that picture and then 20 people stand up like, I wasn't going to say anything, but if he got a picture, can I get a picture? And then that, you know, that's trouble. And I'm with my kids and my kids are getting crazy. They're like, man, I want to spend time with you. What's going on? So we, we, we don't go out and eat that much, things like that. You know, but it comes with the territory, right? I, I signed up for this. My, my, my paychecks depended on how many individuals either loved it or hated me or just knew of me, you know? So I can't complain now that, that I've achieved that thing, you know? So um, it, it just comes with the territory. As far as the promoting goes, we have this card, May 5th, Game Bread Bare Knuckle, FLA Live Arena. What else is in the works? Do we have more boxing events? Do we have any Icon FC stuff coming up this year? Like anything else that you can talk about that we can look forward to over the next several months? I can see we still got some deals in 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 the work that we'll be bringing it back. But I'll tell you this much: um, we got a boxing card that I'll be coming back to discuss with you in about two weeks' time that I'll be dropping. That is going to be better than the last one, and the last one was bad. Last one was nice. It's going to be better than the last one, and I also have a very well watched, profound grappler making his appearance on. Game bread, bare knuckles. This is a very highly acclaimed grappler. It's gonna come in to bare knuckle. You know, once everything gets done and signed and this and that, we'll blow the brains off everybody when they see it. But the news is, it's uh, it's gonna break some headlines. On this card? No, 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 no. I was gonna um, say. 
Yeah, in a future card that I come on your show and we'll discuss it. Um, once every all the T's get crossed and all the I get dotted, this individual is gonna break a lot of headlines. Um, and just uh, just one of these standout grapplers. You know, I won't say nothing else. All right, fair enough. We could probably figure it out if I played the guessing game, but I won't do that to you. But uh, I knew you couldn't, you know, because it, it's going to throw you off, you know, but it, all I'll say is a hell of a world-class grappler. All right. Something to look forward to. We could also look forward to yeah. game bread, bare knuckles, Cinco de Maya, the night before UFC 288. So combat sports fans are going to be excited for the weekend. FLA Live Arena, Sunrise, Florida, the home of the Florida Panthers. Jorge, always great chatting with you. All the best to you in the build to this card. And thank you for your time as always. Thank you, my brother. God bless. I want to thank God always and every time for everything. So thank you, God Almighty. Tickets available live at Ticketmaster.com. Thank you, everybody. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.